0: Dear songwriter, today we're going to talk about how to make your song sound less generic because if you're like me, sometimes you'll write a song, you'll get through the first draft, and you'll listen back and you will say, ah, I've heard this before, or ah, this sounds too boring, it sounds too generic. Right, if you are feeling this way, you are not alone. And so I have thought about this a lot and I have gone through different exercises with it. I've gone through the process. And I have some thoughts, so I want to share those thoughts with you for those of you who are feeling this way. Let's get into it. Okay, once again, thank you for being here. Just hit 4,000 downloads. Now, actually, before I really get into the show, I just want to say this morning has been a series of audio mishaps. So I don't know what's going on with my mic. It is registering into my interface. But for some reason, my interface is not registering with Descript, which is what I use to record these episodes, at least the audio for these episodes. Uh, Instead of really diving in and troubleshooting and doing the things that I might normally do, I've just decided to use my little tiny earbuds that have this very tiny microphone. And so that is what I'm using today. So if you're thinking to yourself, wow, the quality is not as good as it usually is, that is why. And the truth is, I'm guessing, probably you wouldn't have noticed, and I probably shouldn't have said anything, but in an effort to give you a peek behind the curtain, show a little bit of transparency, humanize myself, I'm sharing this with you. So you're welcome. Take that with you. Do what you want with it. It's information that you have now. So anyways... (laughs) Yeah, just one of those mornings, really cloudy here uh, at the time of recording this. Many of you know this. Usually I film these episodes and, you know, I don't do the whole YouTube thing. Maybe one day I will, but my editor chops things up and posts these clips to social media. But it was just another thing that didn't happen this morning. So this is an audio-only podcast. This episode, inspired by conversations that I had, also a recent experience I had, I was writing this song... I guess this was like a couple months ago now. As many of you know, I enrolled in my own songwriting coaching program, meaning I was the student of it, and it was really productive. Over the course of 12 weeks, I wrote four songs that I'm really stoked about. But one of those songs felt, at least at first, felt really generic, felt really boring. I went through, I did like a first draft, I did a first demo, and I even showed it to my coach, and she was basically like, yeah, it just kind of feels like you made decisions that felt predictable decisions as it related to melody, as it related to chord progressions. And so I took that to heart and I agreed. And so what I did was I went back and I made certain changes that I felt really helped the song. When I went back and I created that second demo, I just liked the song a lot more. And basically, I just want to share with you what I think you can do when you run into this problem, when you're feeling like, oh, my song sounds too generic. Basically, there are three areas to consider making changes to if you're feeling this way. Okay, so the first area is the chord progression. So whether you're playing guitar, whether you are playing piano, ukulele, doesn't really matter. Is there a chord in the progression that you have that you could swap out to make it sound even just slightly different from what you currently have? And the reason I say one chord out of the chord progression is because if you're only changing one chord, it's likely that you're not going to have to make crazy, drastic changes to the melody. So if you already have a melody in place, you just change one chord, you can probably sing that melody, at least maintain the essence of it over that chord progression if you just change one chord. Okay, so like, is there a chord that you can pick that's maybe slightly weirder, (laughs) right? Slightly weirder, slightly less conventional. So I want to give an example. For those of you who are visual learners, this might be a little bit tougher, myself included because I'm just going to be sort of giving you the audio of this. So if you have some sort of writing utensil, I might encourage you to do this, or to write this out, rather. My initial chord progression for the same song that I'm talking about was D major to A major to C sharp major to A major. am going to say that one more time. So originally, it was D major to A major to C sharp major to A major. So I changed that. I changed it to... D major to A major, so I kept that constant, and then I went to G sharp major, and then I went to A major, and then I went to G major. So once again, I went to D major to A major to G sharp major to A major to G major. And so what this did was it just created a little bit more motion within the chord progression. It created a cool kind of chromaticism, cool sort of walk down from A to G sharp to G that I thought sounded cool. And I didn't really have to change much in terms of the melody, especially because I was still starting the chord progression with D major and A major. And so I like it much better now. I like that chord progression much better. So that's number one is the chord progression and I would just start with one chord in that chord progression. I would not tear it all down just to build it back up. I would just experiment with one chord. Okay, so that's area number one. Number two, the endings of your melodic phrases, right? So, like the cadences to your melodies, essentially, because it's possible you might be resolving it in a way that feels predictable. Maybe, you know, there's sort of this classic resolution and you've heard it time and time again. And maybe that's what's making you think, oh, that sounds like just a little bit too like I've heard it before. So, Really, what you do here is just zero in on the last couple of notes. See if you can change those notes, change the pitches to create a different resolution. Now, obviously, you're going to want to pick notes that make sense, right? You're probably not going to want to pick notes that are like way out of the key, unless that's what you're going for, I suppose. But experiment with maybe a higher note. Maybe a lower note, maybe even changing up the rhythm of it a little bit, maybe adding a word to create a more unconventional rhythm to end that melodic phrase. The point is, though, again, not needing to break the whole thing down, right? Not needing to rewrite the whole melody, just zeroing in on those resolutions. Because a lot of times people remember the start of a phrase and the end of a phrase. And so if you can make that end of the phrase a little bit different, a little bit more memorable, little less predictable, ultimately that's going to stick with your listeners. And I will say there was this co-dependency or this relationship between me changing the chord progression and also changing slightly the melody. So basically these first two steps that I'm talking about or these first two areas, chord progression and melodic phrases, they had a relationship with each other. And in my case, it ended up working out. So I killed two birds. And so that might happen just naturally. But the point is to just zero in on those last couple of notes. Okay, number three is the lyrics. So maybe you're feeling like your lyrics are a little too boring, a little too cliche, whatever the word might be that you're using. And I find that cliches happen because we are too general with what we're saying. We're using very general terms. We're not getting specific With what we're trying to say. And I think some of that is because we have this insecurity as songwriters. I was just having this conversation the other day with my students. We have this insecurity as songwriters where we feel like if we're too specific, people aren't going to relate to what we're saying. So we try to make things super general so that everyone can kind of latch on to what you're saying. But the problem in doing that is that it can just sound kind of cliche. And so I think to counter that argument, I would argue that. Getting more specific is a way for your listener to really understand what's going on and to latch onto the story a little bit better because you're being more descriptive in what you're saying because you're not being so general. Also, if you're concerned that, oh, if I'm too specific, they're not going to understand what I'm saying, or or if I'm too specific, they're not going to relate. Keep in mind, you are providing a story, but your listener is going to interpret it in a way where they relate it back to themselves anyways. Because everyone is just interested in themselves, which is not a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's just human nature. And so to just try to eliminate that insecurity easier said than done when you're writing lyrics. So a way to try this out, and we did this the other night with my songwriting community and our coach, Julie, was leading this exercise where we took just a very like general... Phrase, a common lyric that maybe we've heard before or that we've even said before. I think the example we had was, I woke up today, fairly general lyric. And so we took that, I woke up today, and the exercise was, okay, how can we say this in a more specific, poetic way? So I would take a look at your lyrics and see if you are being general and think about how can I make this more specific. So I want to give you an example. So the same song that I was talking about, originally I had this lyric for that song, which was, and I quote, and then we talked all night about our dreams and hopes and family. When I sang it, when I heard it back, I was like, ah, dreams and hopes and family, I don't know about that. And so I changed it to just really focus on one of those things. So I changed it from that too. And then we talked all night about her sisters on the East Coast. So I made it, way more specific, I kind of dialed in on the whole family part, and I didn't even worry about dreams and hopes. You could look at that change and be like, not everyone has sisters, right? Or not everyone has been to the East Coast. Doesn't matter. People are going to take that line if they're listening to the lyrics closely, which admittedly, a good amount of people don't. (laughs) But they're going to somehow relate it to their situation. And it just paints a better picture, and it's just less cliche. I don't really know how else to explain it. So anyways, I liked it much better when I made that change. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but for me personally, it was a good change. So just to recap, three areas if you're feeling like your songs are sounding too cliche. Number one is the chord progression. Is there a chord in the chord progression that you could swap to make it sound just a little bit cooler, a little bit weirder maybe? Number two is the endings or the cadences of your melodic phrases. Are there one or two notes that you can switch up to make it resolve in a different way? And number three is your lyrics. You might be using really general lyrics that sound kind of cliche. Get more specific and don't be afraid to get more specific. Easier said than done, I realize. You can really lock into imagery writing, sensory writing, which I've talked about on past episodes. Get specific. Okay, so what is the biggest takeaway from all of this? I think that it's okay to write a first draft that sounds generic. And I think we get so wrapped up while we're writing, where we're like, ah, you know, we get insecure as we're writing. But I really think you need to write before you edit, and I think this song that I was writing is a good example of how that can be beneficial, right? Because I wouldn't have really known what changes I needed to make to this song if I didn't get to the end. And by getting to the end, it allowed me to look at that first draft and even make the evaluation that there needed to be changes. We're just, like, so afraid to suck. We're so afraid to write something that we don't like, but we got to think in terms of drafts, because if you don't think in terms of drafts, you're just going to be editing while you're writing, and you're going to be caught in this loop, and you're not going to finish writing anything. So power through and write before you edit. I really like this song that I wrote, and we'll be performing it on some of the shows that we have coming up, even though it's unreleased, because I'm just so stoked about it. But it's just, it's hard to imagine that I really didn't like it in the beginning. So right before you edit, and power through the suck. Thanks so much, as always, for listening. If you like this episode, by the way, I have a free video training. It's called How to Confidently Turn Your Chord Progressions Into Finished Songs. If you go to connorfrost.com, C-O-N-N-O-R, frost, F-R-O-S-T.com, slash video training one as in the number one, you can get that training. It is free for now. It is available for now. Depending on when you're listening to this, it may not be free. It may not be available, but go ahead and check it out. Hopefully it's still there. Totally free and totally for you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks so much. This was like the first kind of pure songwriting episode that I've done in a while. I think other episodes have been some stories and some mindset stuff, and which is also important, but it was cool to get back into the songwriting nature of stuff if that's a sentence. Thank you for bearing with me through these technological or or these these audio difficulties, I should say. Hopefully I will be back to my usual setup next week. But for now, have a good day. Talk to you soon.